All right, Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. We're going to talk about some of my favorite words, racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. These words are important because these are the chains that bind our European and Christian civilization. These are the chains that keep you, your people, your church bound and subservient to the synagogue of Satan, to the children, to the devil's babies, to Satan's little babies. These are words that were invented by Antichrist thinkers. I'll put it nicely, Antichrist thinkers that have been imposed upon society that have no foundation whatsoever in the Holy Scriptures, except that when Satan went to Jesus Christ and he twisted the Scripture, he was quoting Scripture. When Satan went to Jesus Christ at the temptation of Christ, he says, hey, here's what the Bible says. He tried to get Jesus to do something that Jesus wasn't supposed to do. Do you think Satan has stopped that trick? didn't work on Jesus Christ. It shouldn't work on you. So Satan comes along to Jesus Christ and said, Jesus Christ, here's a scripture. says he won't allow your foot to stumble. So cast yourself off this mountain, Jesus. Otherwise, you're denying the scriptures. And Jesus slid into him. He says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And Satan's like, oh, that didn't work. Let's go try it on the church. So he goes and tells the church, he says, oh, you shouldn't be offensive. Because there's a scripture somewhere that says don't be offensive. And the church says, oh. Oh, God, I don't want to be offensive. You're right. And they'll grovel and bow down and do everything they can not to offend the seed of the serpent to the extent that they deny the words of Jesus Christ. Satan comes along and he says, oh, you need to love your brother. Oh, I love my brother. Yes, I need to love my brother. He said, okay, well, that means you have to give everything you own to somebody else. And you got to open up your home and your family and your country to and let non-Christian, antichrist peoples in. And that that was never the intention. That's not the intention. That's not the purpose of that. And the church has gone away that Jesus Christ never went. This is why you need pastors out there that know the Word of God from Genesis through the Revelation and don't discard eighty percent of it because it was written in Hebrew. It's funny, all these evangelicals will go out there and you know try to learn Hebrew, yet they don't believe 80% of the Bible that was written in Hebrew. The words that, that trap you, they're cudgels of guilt and shame. And if you're a Protestant, you ought to have learned something from Martin Luther. He kept trying to earn his salvation by being innocent of all the sins of mankind. He always had this burden of guilt hanging over them. Finally, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Martin Luther, get off your knees. The just shall live by faith. And you got Christians in the 20th century and now the 21st century who think they're smarter than Martin Luther, and they're trying to earn their salvation by not being racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and most of all, most of all anti-Semitic. Because they are, after all, better than Jesus Christ. And they got to prove themselves. And, 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 and Satan's seed, Satan's children, Satan's little babies, the synagogue of Satan, those who call themselves Jews but are not, they've invented these words that he, they impose upon the church. They say, hey, church, you don't want to be anti-Semitic, do you? And the church is like, oh, no, I can't be anti-Semitic. All right, well, then see, the, see what Jesus Christ said. You need to reinterpret it. 
You need to reinterpret that and come up with something different. Otherwise, you're anti-Semitic. So the church is like, yeah, you're right. I can't be anti-Semitic. And somebody comes along and they quote Jesus Christ and, and people's hair's on fire. Oh my God, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. Who are you loyal to? Those that betray Jesus Christ? The children of those who murdered the prophets and betrayed Jesus Christ? Oh, you can't say that. Yeah, I can say that. That's what Stephen said. That's what Jesus Christ said. Go read the Gospels. Go read the book of Acts. It's all there. I'm not making this stuff up. This is why I stick to the Holy Scriptures. I don't go into historical events. Well, this happened in World War II. I don't care. Don't care what happened in World War II. Could care less. I got something 20 billion times more powerful. It's called the Word of God. It's called the Holy Scriptures. You realize that when 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 God called Abraham, he said, I, I came, Abraham, so you can be a father of nations, and also that a race would come forth from you. And he created a race, very specific race out of the children of Jacob, whom he renamed Israel. He renamed him Israel. Has nothing to do with the Israel of, of 2023. Nothing to do whatsoever. They lie. They claim there's something that they're not. Those who call themselves Jews but lie and are not and are of the synagogue of Satan, according to Jesus Christ. This was written about 95 AD. John the Beloved wrote it down. But, but the church is like, oh, we can't talk about that. It's Jesus Christ that presided over Babel. And he had mankind trying to be one. No nations, no borders. We're all one. We're all one. Jesus Christ was wroth. They say, well, Jesus Christ wasn't born yet. Jesus Christ is eternal. He's the creator. Before Abraham was born, I am. Jesus Christ presided over the events at Babel. And he busted up Babel. He said, no, I didn't call you to be one. I called you to spread out across the face of the earth. To spread out across the face of the earth. That's what he told Noah and his sons. Spread out. Make many different nations. Why? To see which ones were going to serve Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. So my point of all this, and we're going to go through all these little terms. My point is this, is that the, the church is the one group of people that can bring deliverance to the world. Okay, the church of Jesus Christ is the one body of people that can bring deliverance to the world. So I don't have a great sense of hope for the quote-unquote conservative uh, uh, political leaders. Because until you deal with these specific words, racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, you will always be trapped, you will always be bound. I don't care how good your right-wing conservative uh, uh, political leader is, if they bend the knee to these terms, you, you'll never find freedom. You will never find freedom. And you'll always be slaves to those who drive you with the guilt and shame, the cudgels of false guilt and false shame of being racist or anti-Semitic. You have to burn these words. I told my wife, I said, someday I'm going to get a custom roll of toilet paper out there. It's going to have each one of these terms on each little sheaf of toilet paper. I'm going to sell it. And that's the only good that these words are for. Write it down on a piece of toilet paper and use it appropriately, and then dispose of it appropriately. That's the only good these words are for. Sexist. How many females did Jesus Christ appoint as apostles out of the twelve? How many? How many? Did he appoint six? No, exactly zero. Exactly zero. Who did he create at first, Adam or Eve? Adam. 
Adam was created first. Who are the heads of the household in the Bible? The men, the males. How was uh, uh, genealogy determined in the Bible? Through the males. Oh, well, that's sexist. You need to take that word and burn it. Look, only the church can bring liberation to this. Okay, because the church has the Holy Scriptures. The church has to fight against it. But the church will bend the knee, even in their own congregations. Pastors will not talk about this stuff in their own congregations because they're going to have little Miss Karen coming out there. Oh, that you can't say that. That's sexist. Since when is not being sexist uh, uh, one of the Ten Commandments? It's not. Burn it. Burn that term. Well, that's homophobic. You can't say that. That's homophobic. There was a homosexual city called Sodom. Jesus Christ firebombed Sodom and burnt them alive because they were homosexuals. That homosexuality even went down to the children. Said everybody, young and old, small and great, surrounded that house of Lot and tried to get in there and rape those angels. Oh, that's that why God 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 destroyed Sodom. He decided to destroy Sodom even before the angels showed up. It was embedded in their culture, and God said, "I'm going to firebomb this city and wipe them out." Now we've got in the United States, you've got this. Not only not only do we have open Satan worship with Moloch, which is what abortion is, not only open homosexuality where it's promoted to children in the schools. But now we're butchering little boys and little girls, cutting off body parts and permanently poisoning them to make a, a, a boy into a girl and vice versa. That's satanic. It's satanic. It's open Satanism in the United States of America. You don't think we deserve what Sodom and Gomorrah got? We do. We absolutely do. We deserve everything that Sodom and Gomorrah want. And where's the church on this? Oh, it's wrong, but you know, don't worry. We're going to get raptured. It's wrong, but we're going to get raptured. Jesus loves the homosexual. Oh, he loves the homosexual. <laughs> and we think that's a strong response. Same that goes for queerphobic, transphobic, all that. It's, it's, remember, God set up borders and God set up boundaries. Okay? And, and when, when, when the church goes along and says, say, well, there's no borders and there's no boundaries, it crosses right across sexual boundaries, geographic boundaries, genetic boundaries, moral boundaries. Church think it's being cute by a little wink and a nod. Oh, well, you know, we're tolerant and diverse. No, no, no. Wrong answer. Moses wasn't sent into Egypt to save the Egyptians. Hello? Moses was not sent into Egypt to save the Egyptians. He went in there to save the sons of Jacob, the sons of Israel. Well, that's kind of xenophobic, kind of racist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. So I said, burn those, burn those terms. Moses got to start by being a race murderer. Come on, people. Why do you think he, he, he swore his allegiance? Forty years old, he goes out there, he looks at his blood. He looks. He says, Those are my, that's my blood. He didn't say we're one nation. He didn't say, oh, we're all the same. We're all in just one big, you know, one. we're all the, no. He said, oh, you sons of guns. You're touching my blood, touching my people, and he went out and he murdered the Egyptian. Well, that was just because he was a slave. No, no, man. His people, his people, his own people. He identified with his race. Well, I just, that's kind of racist. Yeah, that's my point. You need to burn that term. Intolerant. You want to know who the most intolerant person in the universe is? is? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. He said, don't think I came to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. 
He says, I came to bring fire, and oh, God, how I wish it was already kindled. Jesus Christ said, hey, don't fear the man that can kill the body. Fear him who can cast body and soul into hell. Well, that's not very tolerant. No, you're right. You're right. You need to burn that word. Burn it. Same as divisive. You talk about divisive. What do you think God did at Babel? He divided everybody. He said, this, you race, you go over there. That race, you go over there. This race, you go over there. And I'm going to make sure it happens because I'm going to change the languages for each of the races. Scatter you across the face of the earth because that's what my plan and purpose was. Not mixing everybody together. Go look at, at who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob married. Oh, God just wants us all to be one. No, he didn't. He's very specific on who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob married. Go, go figure out who they married. They married into their own blood, very, very closely into their own blood. Well, that sounds racist. F fine. You need to burn that word. It's contrary to the Holy Scriptures. Go look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It, 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 he, he wasn't half Chinese, half Swahili. His bloodline came, number one, from his father, God Almighty, directly, and through Mary... Goes all the way back. Goes all the way back to King David. Goes back to Judah, Israel, Isaac, Abraham, Seth. Excuse me, Shem, Noah, and then Seth, and then and and then and then uh, uh, Adam. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. You need to burn those terms. Oh, and here's my favorite one: anti-Semitic. You can't be anti-Semitic. Well, and, and you come up with all these man-made things that you've thought up. And, and you don't say this to honor Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, here's the key. People dance around and say, oh, Jesus is a Jew, Jesus is a Jew, Jesus is a Jew. Nobody says that to honor Jesus Christ. You're saying it to honor the Jews. Hello? Hello? You have no desire to honor Jesus Christ when you say that. You're doing that to honor the Jews and stay out of their firing line. That's the only reason you say this. Then you compare that to what Jesus Christ himself said to them. He says, to the Jews, you were of your father, the devil. Now you think Jesus is a Jew? John 8, 44. Then you go to Revelation 2, 9. He says, I know the slander of those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but are of a synagogue of Satan. Oh, well, that's anti-Semitic. Yeah, burn the term. Repeats it in Revelation 3.9. Says it to the church of Smyrna. Says it again to the church in Philadelphia. And the people that run around today, in 2023, that call themselves Jews, their ancestors converted to the Talmud a thousand years ago. Over a thousand, yeah, over a thousand years ago. Their ancestors converted to the Talmud over a thousand years ago. The Khazarians. Look it up. This isn't a secret. What does Jesus Christ say about them? He looked, Jesus Christ looked at the Pharisees, who were the Talmud teachers. He says, you go across land and say to make one convert, and you make them twice the sons of hell that you already are. And you got all the evangelicals out there dancing around, pretending they're little Jews, trying to learn Hebrew, I got a hint for you. Jesus Christ gave up on Hebrew. He gave, he gave up on it. You know what happens? He, 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 he resurrects, rises from the dead, he ascends into heaven, and when he meets with John, 95 AD, he's speaking Greek. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The two Greek letters, first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. He didn't say I'm the Aleph and the, the Tav or whatever the last letter of the, the Hebrew alphabet. He did not. He did not. Started speaking Greek. Well, 
I don't know about that. This goes against everything I was ever taught since I was a little kid. Yeah, me too. I got it. Me too. But guess what? I started reading the Bible. I started reading the Holy Scriptures. Preacher, it's up to you to do this. It's your job to teach your congregation. I'm telling you, all these words have trapped the church. They've trapped the Europeans. Oh, you love Europeans? Is that, that's racist. That's white, white supremacy. That's Nazism. Burn your words, man. Burn those words. I, I could care less. I'm a son of Christendom. I'm a son of Christendom. And I yearn for my brothers and sisters, just like Moses yearned for his brothers and sisters, just like Paul yearned for his brothers and sisters. I will not apologize for this. Just like Jesus Christ said to the Samaritan woman, I didn't come for you, woman. I came only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, burn that word. Burn that word. Don't give me this racist nonsense. Until the church is willing to address this, we chain ourselves. This is why I come back to these words. We chain ourselves. We're not going to win this war. Everybody says, well, we need to vote harder. We need to get organized. We need a militia. We need what? blah, blah, blah. Look, it starts in the head. i got a great meme out there. I'll have to find it and post it. But it says, freedom begins between the ears. Church, I'm talking to you. Pastors, I'm talking to you. You're bound by these terms that Satan has set up, that his own little children have imposed upon society. Trotsky, the Jewish communist, came up with the term racist. The synagogue of Satan, it, it, their greatest commandment is, thou shalt not be anti-Semitic. And why you pay any attention to this stuff about homophobia and intolerance and divisiveness when you read Jesus Christ is, is, is beyond understanding, beyond me. And the, and the answer really comes down to John uh, James 4, 4. Y'all want to be friends with the world. And you turn yourself into adulteress. And you match yourself up to the great harlot in the Revelation. And Jesus Christ says, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a lot of concept in there, but I've, I've, I've talked about these frequently. Come out of her, man. Jesus Christ said, come out of her. Come out of that whore. You out there trying to make nice with the world. Commit you adulteress. And if you're friends with the world, you make yourself at enmity with God. At enmity with God. Which goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15. He said, I'm going to put enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. This goes right back to the anti-Semitism thing. Well, who's the seed of the serpent? Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Satan is the great deceiver. He deceives the nations. He deceived Eve. He deceives the church. He deceived Peter. Hello. Let's not, let's not pretend the church is immune from this. Peter goes up to Jesus Christ, Jesus, man, you, no, you're not, no, don't say that. You're not going to get crucified. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Uh-oh. Jesus looks at Peter, one of his favorites. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. Peter was deceived. He thought it wasn't right for Jesus Christ to go to the cross. Satan, he, Jesus Christ pulled no punches. He says, get behind me, Satan. You don't think the church can be deceived? You don't think the church, if Eve was deceived even before she fell, you don't think the church can be deceived today? Go read Paul, man. Please read Paul. You know, what do you mean, Paul? Uh, the, 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 the Pauline epistles in theological terms. Read everything Paul said. The greatest thing that he did is warn people against Judaizing influences, dragging people back, and, and having those traditions of man cover up the Word of God. You, you, there, you, you want to know why Jesus Christ chose a, a, a man who formerly was a Jew to write most of the New Testament? It's because he knew the dangers of this stuff. He knew the dangers of the Talmud. He knew the dangers of the traditions of men. 
And I'm telling you, all these terms, racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic, are the traditions of men that are drowning out the written express word of God, which is exactly what the Talmud people did. So if you want a revolution, and I do, it's got to start between the ears. And it's got to come out of the mouths of the preachers so that they wake up their church. And I don't care about your little Karen that's going to go and lecture you about being anti-Semitic and, and sexist. You know what Adam's sin was? You want to know what Adam's sin was? He listened to his wife. Why are you listening to some Karen in your church? Oh, that sounds sexist. Uh, yeah, burn it. Write it down on a, on a piece of toilet paper. Use it appropriately. That's all these terms are good for. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. We'll talk to you soon.